Hey friend, we're back here on the edge of the North Platte River in North Platte, Nebraska, and it is Sunday afternoon, 5 June 2022. And if it's Sunday afternoon and we're recording a podcast on the banks of the river, it can only mean one thing. <laughs> Tuesdays with Tata. It's Tuesdays with Tata. How you doing, Tata? <laughs> I am well. How are you? I'm great, man. What a beautiful day we're being blessed oh, with here. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. It is just absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's, it's a little hot, but you know what? I'll take it. It's just... It's such a lovely day. The goldfinches are here. Um, we're looking out in the front yard or the backyard. I always call it the front. It's the, the, the backyard looks out over the river, and I'm seeing just all this gorgeous blue sky and blue water and green grass, and then there's a big pile of white cotton fuzz. It looks like the dogs destroyed one of their yeah, toys. Yeah, they performed surgery on one of the... <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of their platypuses. Yeah, they have these stuffed platypuses, and it looks like one of them got eviscerated out there. But that's what dogs do, right? Harvey and Lewis are here with us. They're on the couch, and Lisa's doing something somewhere. So today, I have an interesting idea, Tata. You know what? Every Sunday, you, most Sundays anyway, you bring us um, something you've been pondering, and occasionally I'll bring something I've been pondering. But we have the prayer wall, and you know, com slash prayer. If you're not connected to the prayer wall, you need to get out there. It's, it's free. It can be anonymous, or you can put your name on it. You can get people to pray for you, or you can pray with people all over the world anytime that you would like, com slash prayer. And you can do three things when you go to post a prayer. You can post it to where only Tata and me and Lisa see it, and it never gets online, or you can post it anonymously where it gets out there but your name is never associated with it. And you can also post it with your name. And one thing will happen. When somebody prays for you, they'll click a button that says, I prayed for this. Yeah. And you'll get an email that says somebody prayed for you. And right. it turns out to be very encouraging. But since we have the prayer wall, I thought, you know, we haven't talked about prayer in a while. We did the episode about Daniel praying. And, and we talked about, we've talked about prayer in different ways. And we prayed together on the podcast many times. But but I've never actually told people what really brought us together was the prayer ministry at Oak Hills Church in San Antonio. You were sort of the chaplain, pastoral care minister. Yes. Just give us a little rundown of what your job was back in those days when we met. Well, one of the things that, that I did was visit uh, people in, in hospital uh, uh, prior to surgery or if people were hospitalized for a period of time. And, but we, we did go to several different types of facilities. Uh, was in a cancer, I've been in cancer centers before. I've, been, I've sat with people as they receive chemo. I've been in an AIDS facility before and held the hand of a man that was dying of AIDS. Been in facilities before that uh, with, with patients, they didn't even know what was wrong with them. They could not detect the cause of their illness. And some of them uh, eventually died from that. And then conducted a lot of funerals. I probably conducted more, officiated more funerals than weddings, but it was a time of what, what, that where I found peace in it was just walking with people. Right. Walking with people in their greatest hour of need. Um, and little did I know I was going to be one of those people that was walking along with them. So <laughs> that's how it works, isn't it? But it, that, that's that's what that's, I, and I'm confident that that's what happens. Um, and that because we're one of the things that I've realized for a long time is that we're more alike than we are different. Amen. Uh, we we all have pain, and we all have our own personal demon that that continues to plague us, and and we all hear from uh, various. Uh, 
various demons, and we also hear from Satan. And one of the things that, that I've always tried to say before I've said anything about who I was or what I did was that I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen. And uh, that's one of the things that I acknowledge that, that because we're, we're taught that. And so one of the things that, that I, always, I always kept in mind was that someone said that Scripture is God's talking to us. Yes. And prayer is us talking to God. That's right. But who is God? Who is he? We know that he is uh, the great I am. We know he's Jehovah. We know he's uh, uh, Jehovah Jireh, the provider. We know he's Jehovah Rapha, the healer. We know that he is God Almighty. There's no one before him. There's no one beside him. There's no one below him. He, he exists. That's right. And he told Moses, when Moses asked him, Moses said, who, am I t- who will I tell uh, who will I say this sent me? And just God said, tell them the I am sent you. That's right. But, and, and, so, and I always was uh, noticed a quote from Popeye. He said, I am what I am. But it begs a question. Who am you? Who am you? I am what I am, he said. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But God said that. I am who I am. And so that, that and so that's where... And one of the questions that uh, I always ask people that say, people say to me, will you pray for me? What, what, what can we pray about? What do you want me to say? Let's pray now. Sure. Wherever we are. Wherever we are. Just stop and pray about it. Because Jesus said, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I'll be there. That's right. He promised that. Uh... So, you know, one thing you mentioned before we go on, just in case, friend, listening out there, if you're not as um, experienced in Bible reading and Bible study as Tata is, you, you may not understand what he means when he says Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Rapha and those things. Tata's referencing some of the Hebrew names of God that are revealed in the Bible in the study of the Old Testament. There are numerous times when God is identified by a name or a descriptor by yeah. somebody who's encountering God. Yeah. And there's a great book by Ann Spangler. Lisa and I did this Bible study years ago together, Praying the Names of God. And it goes through all those yes. places in Scripture where God is given a name by somebody. The first one, you remember this a trivia question? Remember the very first one, Tata? Yeah, Yahweh. Well, I think the first time some person mentioned God's name was when Hagar, not Hagar. Oh, yeah, yeah Hagar he sees in the me. desert called him Elroy, yeah. Elroi, yeah. Um, the God who sees me. Yeah. Yeah. In the story when she was driven out by Sarah out into the wilderness and she was afraid that her and Ishmael were going to die and, and God saw her and took yeah. care of her. And yeah. she said, you are Elroi. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. Not a, really a Hebrew scholar, but <laughs> ROI was the name of the, yeah. was the name she gave him. Yeah. And it meant the God who sees me. So, so the point I'm trying to make is that there are numerous places in Scripture where these names are given to God, and they're usually related to attributes of him or his character. Yeah. And that's a great Bible study. I'll put the link in the show notes, Praying the Names of God. It's still available uh, on Amazon, or I'm sure you can order it through your local booksellers. But that's a great old book. Um, from probably the early 2000s that, that just goes through all of those. And there's another one that praying the names of Jesus, the different times that Jesus was given a different name that you can use to connect to his character. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that point in case somebody didn't know what that meant. Right. Because it's I, helpful. I, yeah, you're, you're right. Because one of the, and one of the names that, uh, that, that we, we don't hear it much is one of the names, that's why I said it, uh, Yahweh. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it, it was that was one of the names that was attributed to God, and uh, and, and there's uh, oh, there's all kinds of names that have been attributed to God, but you're right, they speak to His character. That's right. The beginning and the ending, the Creator. These are the names of God, mighty warrior, consuming fire, Abba Father. These are the names of God, line of Judah, firm foundation, a high tower. Of God, gentle whisper, intercessor, he's our helper. Yeah, these are the names of God. There is power in his name, there is healing in his name. There's salvation. He's our, right. he's our savior. Um, so it, it's... Our healer, yeah. Uh, yes. 
And one of the things that I've learned is that he's a lover of our soul That's and right. we're a lover of his. That's right. And so we love him. One thing I wanted to talk about today is I, I, I've been around a lot of people. My parents were both great prayer warriors. My wife's a great prayer warrior. I've been around lots of great prayer warriors, but but unparalleled in, in just having a, a constant life, constant nod towards being in a prayerful posture is Dennis McDonald, Tata. I just, I've never seen anybody that, that constantly drives everyone towards prayer that encounters him, and to the point that literally one of your kneecaps is flattened out because you spent so much time kneeling with people praying in hospitals and at their bedsides and at their deaths and at their births and at their weddings and at their funerals. And and so I just wanted to spend a few minutes asking you some questions. Okay. Kind of all access to Tata so we can learn a little bit more okay. about your approach to prayer. Thank you. And so one of the things that I that I noticed when I prayed with you, and, I, and I've prayed with you, I don't know, without hyperbole, hundreds of hours of my life I spent praying with you, right? Dozens of, hundreds of hours probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, still, I still remember our first encounter. Um, and, and why? And, and I, I didn't do it. God sent me there yeah. and found you sitting on, in the back of the auditorium. And it was still dark. Um, and I just sat down by you and I just told you that I felt like you needed somebody to pray with or something. But that, that's what we ask God to do. And, mm-hmm. and that, to me, the first thing we have to define, I think, is who is God? And who is he to us? And he is our, we know that he is God Almighty, but he's also our Heavenly Father. That's right. And we're heirs of his, and we're co-heirs with Jesus Christ. That's right. So Jesus Christ is our brother. That's right. Albeit we've been, we've been adopted into the family, yeah, we are not we are not natural citizens of the family, but we've been adopted, and so we can talk to him, we can talk to God about whatever is troubling us. That's right, and we can talk to Jesus about whatever is troubling us. Um, and one of the things that I have learned is, God God Himself said, "Apart from you, apart from me, you can do nothing." That's right. And so I, I am sitting here today, I can tell you I know that. Yeah. I know that. I know that's a fact. That without his help, there's not a whole lot that we can do. That's right. Well, I had a, you know, I had a question. So we, we both grew up in kind of a fundamentalist uh, evangelical tradition in a, in, a, in a particular division of Christendom. Um, and it, it, not to get down in the weeds of denominationalism or any of that, but our particular group um, did not use a common prayer book or a liturgy or any kind of formal um, approach to prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up with, we've talked about it several times before in different formats here on the podcast and in my letters and books. I grew up with a, um, it was sort of a do-it-yourself approach to prayer. We didn't have yeah. a common language that we used. Now we had some phrases that were common, some stock phrases that people use, but but I've noticed as I prayed with you over the years that there are a number of things that you are almost guaranteed to say every time we pray together. There's a number of things that you say, particular things, and they're not mantras or magic tricks. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I've learned, I've, I think I've discerned over the years that I think part of why you do that is to direct the people you're praying with into a certain mindset of how they're approaching 
the moment and the, and the God that they're praying to. Talk about that a little bit. Some of the things that you say a lot and why you've come to say those over the years. Well, you, you, you said a very interesting thing there. It's, it's, it's to, it, yes, it is to have some effect on the audience, but it's for me. For, for, for the first, when I would go to a hospital, uh, and I think often of Methodist, Maine, which was uh, Methodist in San Antonio, Texas. I would I would park on the fourth floor, looking at the same street. Yeah. So I would never know. Ne- I would always know where my car was. Yeah. And so I would go down, and then I would go to the chapel. And it took me for a long time to understand that it was just one. Because there was times when I would be. I can think of times when I was in five hospitals in one day. Hmm. Uh, but you know, I may not be seeing that many people, but at least five. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that it, you so you find people as they are approaching a surgery, whether it's a minor surgery or, ma- or major surgery, they're they're apprehensive, they're concerned, they're concerned about uh, outcomes. They're not worried about the process. That's right. They're worried about what it's going to be like on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> you have to. We have to call to mind some peace. And one of the things that I've learned to do is the Apostle Paul t- tells us in Romans that we can call, we ha- we can call God Abba. Mm-hmm. And in Hebrew, that means Father. Uh, and, and I know we talked about this one time, and you said in jest that, that, that you hoped I didn't refer to God as Daddy someday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but He's our Heavenly Father. He is. He's our, he's our father. That's literally what Abba means, though. It's dad. It's yes, daddy. that's right. That's right. Um, and, you know, they, uh, and Max Licato tells a story about when he was in Israel. Once they were in a big crowd, mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a little child was separated from his father, her, her father, and she was crying out, Abba, Father, Abba, Abba. And he found her, and she was so happy because mm. she found her Abba. Wow. And so what that does to me is one, it opens the door, it opens the door for me, and it opens the door for the people in the room. Now, one of the things that, that, that I always found that, uh, and the reason that I did kneel, because the person that I was there seeing, what, what is their posture? They're laying in a bed most of the time. Yeah. So my, my, my thought was to get eye to eye, hand to hand, and I would always ask permission. And one of the things that I always did is knock on the door and wait for an invitation to come in because that's where they lived at that time. That's right. That's their house. And so, and then if it was a child, I would always ask when I went in the room, what is the doctor's side of the bed? And I would get on the other side of the bed. Away from the doctor so you don't have that identity with the child. That's smart. Because it's identification. That's right. And it's, well, and, and to make it understandable, uh, I told uh, after I prayed with a little lady that was that was very ill, and she uh, and I, I kept I told her I said, just keep looking up. That's right. She said, I do, but you see what I see? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling of the hospital. Yeah, that's right. Well, I just said that to say, you know, I, I've learned over the years that to, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, "How do we teach us to pray?" And Jesus gave them a, a 
almost a formula. Yes. Here, here's a here's yeah. a way that you can pray well, that will connect you. Well, we call it the Lord's prayer, the open, model prayer. That's right, and open His ears to you and His heart. And and some people take that and they ritualistically pray those words over and over. Yeah. Or they have a set of words. If you if this happens, pray this. If that yeah. happens, pray yeah. that. If you want this, pray that. If you don't want that to happen, pray this. And so that can become that can become rote and devoid of emotion or heart. And I don't think that does much for us, and I don't think it does much for God. Right. But at the same time, there are times when things happen in your life, and I can tell you, you you know, you've lost two children. I can't imagine. I've only lost one, and it was everything. But there are times and certain events that occur in your life, and you don't know what to pray. You don't know what to say or do. And it helps. I think that's what I've learned in, in, in learning the language of lament and learning to look at the Book of Common Prayer, for example. Like I've learned that having some, some sort of structure around some prayers helps you to see, number one, that you're not the first person that's ever that's been right. in this situation. Right. Other people have, have come to prayer in those moments with certain words. And, and, and it gives you some lattice to climb on, to, yeah. to climb up like a vine towards the Father. And so I think there's nothing wrong with having some structure to your prayers. There's just a fine, there's a, there's a wisdom about how to apply that structure without turning it into some sort of a, you're, you're not, it's not an incantation expecting God to perform a certain way yeah. when you do say those words, right? Right. And, and when I would go, before I would go into hospital, I would pray for myself. Uh, and I would ask God to put his words on my heart, put his words on my lips for his glory, not mine. That's right. All I am, all I was, and all I am is an instrument. That's right. But we, all we're doing, and it doesn't have to be eloquent. And there, there's times during the day, all you have to say is, Father, I can't do it. That's right. Help me. Or Jesus, I can't do it. Help me. That's right. And Holy Spirit, I can't help you. I can't help myself. Help me. Help me. Anne Lamott wrote a book, a great book. Um, And I've said before, I love Anne Lamott's writing. And I love her heart for the Lord. But I can't find her gospel in the Bible. So I'm not advocating for some of the things that she says about God or some of the, the theological things that she says. I can't line up with some of them. But I've learned so much from her. And she wrote a book called Help, Thanks, Wow. Oh. It's basically, here's three prayers you can always pray. Like, yeah. Help me, thank you, and wow, <laughs> yeah. look at that tree that's over right. there. Look at that sunset over there. And that's, that's, sometimes it's that simple, right? That's right. Or just thank you. Help, it's thanks, like when wow. I look yeah. outside and at the breaking of the dawn, yeah. I thank him. I said, thank you, Father. Yeah. Letting me see that. There was, a, there was a morning a few days ago when there was some fog on the river and it was just starting to get light and you could see the moon and you could see Saturn, Venus, Mercury, and yeah, they Mars were lined up, yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And it was just breathtaking. And all I could do was say, thank you, Lord, for letting me be up and seeing that. And it was incredible. I mean, sometimes all you can say is help. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, that's what, remember Jehoshaphat we talked about a few weeks <laughs> yeah. ago? We don't Help know what me. to do, but our eyes are on you. That's right. So we got you. But well, so I th- wanted to ask you a question. I want to take it deep for a minute, Tata. It, you know, there's, I know there's no limits on what, where we can go or what we can talk about here, but, but I, at what point in your life, did, well, as a preface to that, let me say this. Philip Yancey wrote a book called Prayer probably 25 years ago now. Great book about prayer. 
And he had this passage where he talked about a friend of his who was a doctor who said to him, he, he, I'm going to read it here. He said, a physician friend of mine, I'm quoting Philip Yancey, a physician friend of mine who learned I was investigating prayer told me that if I were going to investigate prayer, I would have to start with three rather large assumptions. Number one, that God exists. Number two, that he is capable of hearing our prayers. And number three, that he cares about our prayers. Uh. And none of these three things can be proved or disproved. They just have to either be believed or not believed. Right. So my question to you, in the light of that great statement, true statement, what point in your life did you say, you know what, I believe it? That's right. Well, I think I, think I always believed it. But uh, I think uh, the teaching that I received as a child... Um, brought me to a point where, and, and maybe some people can identify with this, but brought me to a point where I didn't think I could please him. But one of the things that I did is I spent a lot of time in, in the Psalms. And, I, and Patty and I loved those. She loved the Psalms as well. In fact, I read a Psalm to her every night while she was ill. Mm. But uh, I've been reading the Psalms now in the Passion Translation, and mm. I would re- highly recommend that. And... And I'm not going. To, I'm not going to judge the the translation on theology or anything, but all I all I can tell you is that, that one of the things that I ask for, okay, I get it. Speak to me, God. Mm-hmm. And somewhere, somewhere in in our loss, and I think it was uh, probably, and I don't even I don't I don't know what how much time was how much time passed, but when James uh, was killed our son, I said, okay, Lord, I get it. It's not my plan. It's not my watch. It's yours. That's right. Have your way with me, period. End of discussion. And we've not had that talk again. It took me a long time to get past uh, grief. It get, took me a long time to get past guilt. But uh, just talking to him about it, and finally I just said, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. Take it, Father. That's right. Take it. Take it. And he did. I got to that And today, as I sit here with you, I have a peace that I can't explain. I can't comprehend it. I don't, and, but at the same time, I don't question it. That's right. I don't want to know. That's right. All I know is I have it. That's right. And I feel secure in that. Uh, and as I said before, uh, yes, I am a sinner saved by grace. Well, my sins have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and I ask every day, Father, have mercy on me, for I, I am a sinner. He has. A, a man told me once, why do you pray that? Because he has had mercy on you. That's right. I said, I, I don't pray it just for him or you. I pray it for myself. That's right. Have mercy on me. That's right. But in, that, and some point, somewhere in there is where the pieces of that started to come together. Um, started to understand it many years ago, and I brought a, I brought this songbook again. We're back but. to the sacred selections. <laughs> yeah. Now this is a, this is a point of contention because there's we grew up in the Church of Christ, and there's two song two official songbooks of the Church of Christ. <laughs> yeah. One's called Sacred Selections, and one called Songs of the Church. And there's been churches split over that, like. <laughs> 
which psalm book are we going to use? So Tata is firmly encamped in the sacred selections camp, just so you know, in case that matters to you. Frank. Well, I, and I, I still remember the first time I heard this song, and I remember the young man that led it because we sent him to singing camp. And you remember that. Yep. Uh, I went to one that was taught by Austin Taylor in Sabinal, Texas, and then went to right back to back was a Bible camp with uh, Edgar Furr. But this old song, it was copyrighted originally in 1937. Wow. <laughs> Just a little talk with Jesus. Yep. I, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in, and then a little talk with heaven filled my soul. I bathed my heart in love and wrote my It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. Now just a little talk with Jesus makes me old. Now let's have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. And he will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer, we'll turn it. And you know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. It makes it Yes, it's a base. It's a base lead. <laughs> That's right. My dad was singing it right now. <laughs> Sometimes my path seemed drear without a ray of cheer, and then a cloud of doubt may hide the light of day. The mist of sin may rise and hide the starry skies, but a little talk with Jesus clears the way. Yep. I may have doubts and fears, my eyes filled with tears, but Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to him in prayer. He knows my every care. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. That's right. So if you, if you, those words speak volumes because one of the things that God himself said is he knows our every thought. He knows our every action. That's right. And, and Jesus said the same thing, but Jesus came and when Jesus returned to heaven, we were gifted with the Holy Spirit. That's right. And the Holy Spirit calls to mind all of that. Amen. And he directs that. And he reminds God that we are his children. I'm going to let Harvey and Lewis out, friend, because they are trying to speak in tongues here as we pray. So I'm going <laughs> to let them outside. In real time, we're letting Harvey and Lewis out. Okay. But, but here again, I, 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 can't, I, I can't tell you I won't tell you that it came to me in a glowing light or something like that. I think it came to me over time. The beginning to understand and be, well, maybe not even understand. That's one of the things that, one of the things that I, I feel gifted that we were kept in the Word. Yep, me too. We, we stayed in the Word. That's right. And so, but, and so I think it, it came to me through a process of acceptance. That's right. Uh, and do you remember what Jesus said to Thomas? He said he showed him his hands and he showed him his side. And he said, blessed are you, Thomas, because you have seen. But blessed are those who have not seen and, and still, still believe. believe. That's right. Doubting Thomas. That's what Jesus said. Yeah. By the way, friend, if you are a Church of Christ person, send me an email, lee at drleewarren.com. Let's take a little poll of which songbook you used or grew up with. Because from my, from my standpoint, if it doesn't have 728B in it, it's not the right songbook. And so if you don't know what that means, you're not a Church of Christ person. We all have our, um, our backgrounds and educations and, and histories and all of that. And my, the, the, the most grateful thing that I have in my walk with Christ 
is that I was raised, I was gifted to have been raised in a home where my parents always told us that the answers to whatever question came along in life were found in the Word of God. Amen. That prayer was the path to get closer to Him, that the Word would have the answers, and I never doubted that. And so as my life has played out, every time I've encountered something hard, every time I've doubted, every time I've feared, I've said, my, I would hear my mom and dad's voice and see their example, and they would be on their knees or in their beds or at their desk with the Word of God in their hands. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just been a, a shelter in the storm for me. And I, I've never seen a group that did that better than the Church of Christ. It just pointed people towards the Word yeah. over and over and over. And so, love it. So, here, here's where I want to go deep for a second. So, we talked about, we have talking for 29 minutes now about your kind of approach to prayer and, and why you got so deep into prayer and the way that you say the things and why you say them. And you're going to say some of them in a minute when we pray. But when you made that decision, that you, I mean, you said you always believed, but, but at some point we all have to, when we become adults or we grow up, we, we encounter a moment, and for you it was probably losing your children, losing your wife, when you say, is this, is this real? Is, is God real? Does He care? And does He care about my yeah. prayers? And what was the crystallizing moment for you in your life, or has there been... Well, there's there's all kinds of examples. Um, uh, The things that some of the things that made it very clear to me, or you would think, were common. But you remember a piece that you wrote: "There are no no old old beaches." beaches. Yep. There are no that it crystallized for me then, and 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 I was on a road. I was on a path, and uh, that that was that was bringing me to a point where. Where I could feel, feel, feel for other people more than I felt for myself. Mm. Um, and I said this before, but I can recall when when Patty Sue was very ill, and a woman came into the room where I was, and she said, "You sit down right here in this chair. We're going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. You've prayed for hundreds or thousands." And I told her, "I don't know how." So let somebody pray for you. That's right. Yeah. So one of the things that one of the things that you that you try to recognize is when you, like I said, you knock on the door and you go in, and you. But before you go in, you said, "Okay, Father, help me." Mm-hmm. And you're with someone that's in pain and in suffering, and you just say, "Okay, help me." So one of the things that one of the things that I tried to understand, and please know, I'm not perfect. I have clay feet too. But uh, one of the things that I try to understand is I don't belong to myself. Right. We are gods. That's right. We're, he created us. And one of the things that I'm so thankful for is that he remembers. Yep. He remembers we're but dust. That's right. So we are mortals. We, and so we, and, and, and there's all kinds of things that we try to do to, to look on the other side. That's, what, that's how people refer to it. I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I saw, I saw a thing today. Uh, a little girl was pointing her finger on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about dying. Worry about location, location, location. <laughs> the first three rules of real estate. That's right. <laughs> so that's what you have to worry about. That's yeah. what you have to be concerned about. Yeah. Where will we spend eternity? It's easy to say. There's no such thing. 
But there, what if there is? Yeah. And there is. I know that, that without I believe that, that. I believe there is. I believe there's a heaven and a hell. And I know what I want. I know what my dress is going to be. Yeah. Or I hope it's going to be. We, yeah, you know. We spoke about that last week. And if you didn't hear last week's Tuesdays with Tata, we talked about that. What's our eternal destiny? And, uh, and that was a great talk. But I tell you, Tata, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. I think this is this deserves another another conversation because there's a lot more we can talk about prayer. But I wanted to do this today because I know there are a lot of people, and I've been one of them, frankly, in, in different times in the past. A lot of people that don't really either don't pray at all because they don't think it matters or they don't know how and it's intimidating. No. Um, or when they do pray, it's it, they feel like it, it doesn't make a difference that that, that, that it's devoid of power. Um, or that the prayers are never answered. And I just I wanted to, to, to say, learning how to pray with another person that you respect, somebody who can help you and guide you and shape your theology sometimes if you need them to, is a great way to build your own prayer life. And, and, and so I, I've learned so much from Tata, from my parents, and from Tata, and from Lisa, and the, the, the four greatest prayer warriors in my life. I've learned so much, and it's affected my own prayer life, that I wanted to give you this so that when you listen to Tata pray now, pick up on some elements of, of the things that he says and start looking at why he prays the way he does. And by the way, if you hear a little buzzword or a catchphrase that you seem to hear him say a lot, I guarantee you there's a scripture for it from where it came from. And if you want to know them, email me, lee at drleewarren.com, and I'll try to put together a list of some of the scriptures around how Tata <laughs> prays, because that would be almost a book unto itself, and it would be useful. So let me hear from you. Well, let, let, do this. let me just share this one thing, the chorus. And bear, bear in mind, uh, and I'm going to read the whole thing, even though it's a bass lead. I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to sing it. Now, have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. Yeah. He will hear our faintest cry. And he will answer by and by. By and by. Didn't say right away. No. By and by. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where you have to rest. Amen. You've taken it to him. You've done your part. No. Now wait. Just wait. Just wait. Be still and know that I am God. Amen. Two things, Tata. I want to ask you to pray for us. And we can go out to the prayer wall. There's dozens, hundreds by now of things on the prayer wall. But there's two things that are not on the prayer wall that I want to put in your lap and ask you to pray. Um, one, our dear friend Tommy Walker. Um, we love Tommy so much, and you hear his voice and his music on this podcast all the time. And, and I'm always telling you to support, to think about and pray about supporting his great ministry at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. Tommy and his daughter and their band just got back from Europe, and, and right before they came home, Tommy's father passed away uh, while they were in Europe. So... Um, 96 years old, great man of the church, and, and we know where he is now. But just, just pray for Tommy and their family and, and their loss. You know, this, Tommy texted and said, there's a hole in my heart. Even though I'm rejoicing that my dad's in heaven, yeah. there's a hole, you know, a new hole in yeah. my life. Because you've had your dad your whole life, and now you don't. And, and so we'll pray for Tommy. But secondly, um, and I'm not going to say the name of this person, but we have a, a, a really... Um, outstanding member of this community, patron of the podcast, writes in frequently, shares prayer requests, gives us good, you know, answers questions and writes in and encourages us. And the, the family, this, this person and their spouse, um, their teenage child had a really close encounter with suicide a uh, couple of days uh, ago. Yeah. And 
it was the, the day before the high school graduation and after all this pandemic and all this <coughs> trouble over the last couple of years, you can imagine how how stressed and difficult that's been for teenagers. With their, you know, we need so much social support when we're teenagers and all of a sudden you're in distance learning and wearing masks and, and just everything feels like it's on fire. And, and this child, the, the day before they were to graduate from high school, came home in tears, had a gun, just told the parents, like, I'm thinking about killing myself. And thank God that they had a close enough relationship that the child felt like they could share that instead of just being mm, alone yeah. in that moment and yeah. the enemy convince them to do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they talked to their parents instead. And, and that's an active situation, Tata. And as you know, suicidal ideation doesn't just go away mm-hmm. the next day and it doesn't just stop. And mm-hmm. that, that kind of mental distress uh, requires professional help. But it also, if this whole community would come together and pray for this young person, and pray for that family, and pray for the therapists, and pray for the doctors, and pray for the medicine, and that, that Jesus would just break through that darkness. Um, that's the kind of situation that you found yourself in over your career as a pastor and chaplain. And, and uh, I would just love it if you would just minister to this family and that young person and to all of us for a moment in prayer mm. um, as we close out today. Talk okay. about Oh, Abba, we belong to you. Abba, we belong to you. We are yours and you are ours. And it's in the sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we come to you. We seek your blessing of mercy and grace and peace. Please forgive us of our sins and hear our prayer. Especially me. Forgive me for my sins, Father. For my, you know how great my sins are. But we're so thankful that you've been mindful of us. We're thankful that you've been mindful of us and protected us from harm, especially the little ones, Father. Please bless them. And Father, we, I ask you to have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. But Father, today we bring before you uh, some of our own and some of your own children who are suffering. We remind you of Tommy Walker and his family, and we think about the, the loss of his father. And he was not there as his father drew his last breath. And he has to, that has to be a painful situation. Even though he, in his own heart, in his own mind, he knows where his father is or believes that his father is with the, our Heavenly Father and in the, in the arms of Jesus. And, and no doubt this man heard, welcome home, child. Welcome home. And perhaps today we will hear the same thing. We don't know. But we pray that we hear the, that voice And we pray that we hear those words. Welcome home, child. Welcome home. And Father, we pray for the young man who came to a conclusion that this life was not worth living and that he decided that he would tell his parents about it. We're so thankful for that. Because he could have have been in a situation where he was all alone by himself and did that. And so we we pray that you will bless that process that he's in that you will bless the family, that you will bless the medical team that is involved. Please bless the, the, the psychological team that is involved. Father, we pray that you would bless them, that you would direct them, that you would guide them, and, and that you would lead them in the way that they need to go. But we, Father, Father, we pray that you will touch this young man and that you will bring him to his senses and that cause him to see beyond himself and see beyond what, the, what Satan is whispering in his ear. Amen. 
So we ask for healing, we ask for restoration, and we ask for peace for this family. Oh, Father, we're so thankful to you for all of our blessings. We're thankful for our food, clothing, and shelter. You've blessed us in abundance. We have more than we need. We're blessed and highly favored. We're blessed beyond measure. But we thank you most of all for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to die for us. Mm-hmm. And through Jesus' death on the cross, you redeemed us. You brought us back from sin when we had no hope. And now, Father, we're assured of a home with you, and through the blood of Jesus, we have forgiveness of our sins. Thank you for your grace that saves us, and your mercy and your peace. But Father, we're so thankful to you because you care about us. And Father, we know that we are, we, we, we're, I, I'm speaking for myself, my sins are many. And so I know, but I know in my heart of hearts that you care about me and that you are concerned about me. And so, Father, I stop every moment that I, that I realize when I've done something that is not pleasing to you. And Father, we love you. And our aim is to please you always. And our desire is that we live our lives to bring glory to your holy name. And so we're so thankful to you. We're so thankful to you and we acknowledge that we are your servants and we ask you to send us, but please put your words on our heart, put your words on our lips for your glory. And Holy Spirit, we love you. Please do not leave us and we do not want to cause you pain and cause you to, to suffer. We trust you and have, we have hope that you are with us. And Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for sending your son again. We thank you. But Father, we are so thankful for all of our blessings, but we're thankful most of all that we are daughters and sons of yours. We are, we are heirs of yours. We're heirs with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your son and our Redeemer, our brother. Oh, and Jesus, we love you and our aim is please you always as well. And we thank you for loving us. We thank you for dying for us. And we thank you for making a way for us. Father, we thank you for this special time together and we ask your blessings on us and we ask you to continue to lead us and ask you to continue to bless Lee and his work and, and bless him and his work here in the podcast and also his work as a physician. And we ask you to bless our family. Bless Lisa, give her peace, give her strength. Be with Jessica, bless her. And bless Jessica as the plans that are coming up next month that she will travel to Africa. We pray that you give her safe passage and that you keep her safe. You've been so good to us, Father. You've blessed us. You've blessed our families. You've been, you have been right here with us. And we thank you. And we ask all of this in the sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your Son and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tata. Thank you. Now, if Thank people, you. If people are going to start trying to get more comfortable with prayer, when should they start? Let's start today. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. Jesus, tell him all about our troubles, hear our faintest cry, answered by and by, feel
is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I may have doubts and fears, my eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to him in prayer, he knows my every care. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about our troubles. Hear our faintest cry, answer by and by. Feel a little prayer will turn in, know a little fire is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Have a little talk with Jesus.